They say everyone has a book inside them, and often that's where it should stay. I really can't help but be aghast that the author wants you to pay. But we're just a pair of absolute bookends who don't want to be like us. So if you want to read, pick some quality literature rather than this dross. Hello everyone, welcome to Two Absolute Bookends. I'm Peter, and yet again I'm joined by our right bookend, Louis. Hello there. And this week we're reading Chapter 2, Leather Chairs and Double Doors. (laughs) So, before we jump into covering the chapter, there's a little bit of sort of like outside story to cover, which I'll try not to go into as much length as last time because like half of that was not actually reading the chapter. But yeah, so we mentioned last week that Lewis uh, had already got a bad review for his book on Lulu. And well, like I say, I, I follow this guy's Twitter once in a while. Anyway, I was checking out his Twitter and uh, I read this. Guest reviews are going off now, seeing as I'm getting fucking harassed. Bet it's McPedo from Roleplayers Guild. I hope it wasn't anything to do with uh, us. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I mean, it definitely wasn't. None of yeah. us reviewed his book. Mm-hmm. You know that that's you know there's a lot of evils that I'm guilty of, but this is not one of them. This cannot be pinned on me. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, there are now no more no reviews on his book. So you're gonna just have to take it sort of like on Lewis's word that it's worth buying. And ours, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. there are external reviews, and the, his book's on Amazon now, and it's in, available in ebook form. Oh, if really? No one, That's yeah, new. That, that is new, actually, if anyone else wants to get a copy but don't want to plump out the full price and postage to get one sent to you, you know, download that, get it on your, your e-reader of choice, you know, read a bit on your way to work. You could Very be nice. living the dream like us. <laughs> I might be, like, making his life worse if he knew I existed. There's, like, people that are actually, like, doing it in his face. That's odd to me, but whatever. <laughs> I guess the book just has a strange effect on people. Yeah, well, sounds like that he has history with him outside of this. Mm. And like I say, he, he doesn't know I exist. I, I'm just a ghost on the internet, <laughs> as far as he's concerned. But, yeah. Anyway, enough of that rubbish. I suppose on to the chapter. Indeed. Yeah, so uh, in this chapter, uh, Jack, our hero, meets uh, the CEO of the station. Um, yeah, you're, and... you're jumping ahead a bit of yourself there. He, as we as we mentioned at the end of last week, the first thing he does is meets uh, is meets Tona Shrike, a lady oh, yes. who will be joining him throughout the rest of his adventure, as we find out at the end of this chapter. Yep, but, they uh, they introduce themselves to each other. Um, hmm. I thought you had more than that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, th- that is pretty much it. They do just say hello, and then from like the way it reads, just stand in the elevator in silence until yeah, it arrives. Yeah, I didn't actually realise until I said it that <laughs> how little they interacted. Yeah, there there is like no interaction. It's just like it's like hello, hello, and then mm, she mo- says yeah. Then she mutters, "Thank you," as he steps out. I like yeah, most. <laughs> Go on. No, it's just like I I like the sort of like I- implicit kind of like you know it's like the muttering. It's like oh, thanks, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like you know she she's not good. She doesn't sound very grateful. It sounds just like she doesn't want to talk to him. I wonder well, if he did something like that really sort of like offended her in the elevator. Like, oh, I think thanks. she was probably just uh, 
put off foot by his um, ordinary crewman outfit. Oh, yeah. Because turns out that Jack Hunter likes that. Mm, he likes uh, putting people off foot by dressing up as an ordinary crewman for some reason. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not sure quite why either. I mean, I, I think, I guess what he's going for is the kind of like, you know, you can tell how good a person is by how they treat their lessers mm. kind of thing. But, but you know, it just comes off as weird. Yeah, it comes off as sort of like a a weird kind of sort of just just like trickster trickster kind of thing. Just like like he doesn't even do anything about it. He doesn't even like telling them. He's just like I like I like them not knowing. <laughs> it's like that. Have you seen that uh, meme comic of uh, a guy going like, "Ah, um, oh, look, I'm retarded" or something, and then someone's like, "Fuck off!" And it's like jokes on them. I was just joking. <laughs> that mean it's like that <laughs> yeah it's like for what purpose like i mean this seems like a good way to sort of like put loads of like relationships off to a bad start both with like your betters and like his other starship captains like they might like you know they might inadvertently say something that'll offend him because of this and then he'll be able to be like ah see i got them they're bad after all but then they'll also be mad at him for tricking them and hmm. he, well, like, what's he gonna do? Just like, ha! Jokes on you. I'm a captain. And I'm like, oh shit. Now what? <laughs> I mean, we still have to work together, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got me. I mean, now this is just gonna be awkward for both of us. And like, yeah, like, and what? What does he do if sort of like someone that would be his subordinate like does something that would be like, you know, treasonous to a captain because they don't know it? Just like you know, just like here, someone start like sort of like starts mouthing off at him, and he's just like, "Hey, hey, I can get you chucked in the brig, son." Just like, just like, oh shit! Yeah, it sounds like a good way for him to get like a big reputation around the spaceports. <laughs> just like, it's like fucking hell. Jack Hunter's here again. Watch out for him. He's the creep that walks around dressed like a regular guy, <laughs> getting into trouble. <laughs> um, we also get a description of Toner. Mm. Um... We are told that she has long red, shoulder-length hair. Uh, yeah, flowing down she... the back of her coloured jumpsuit to her lower. Yeah, that's as far as that goes. Uh, but... And I just realised that, how far does it go? So apparently it's shoulder-length. Yeah, but it flows down the back her to back. her lower. I'm I... assu- yeah, her, I'm assuming that sentence was supposed to end lower back. Yeah, I can't think what else it's supposed to be here. <laughs> it's supposed to have truncated <laughs> yeah. off from. Her lower legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but either way, you know, that's that that's none of that shoulder length hair. <laughs> yeah. And um we actually find out her age as well, which is the first difference in the uh, in, in our copies. Yeah, because there's two you versions. Might remember we have different versions slightly. Mm-hmm. Um in my book, she is 20 to 25 galactic standard cycles old. Yeah, and in mine, she's 18 to 19. Same mm, so same that, units. Yeah, and in the last chapter, I think it was established that Jack was 40 cycles. Yeah. So I'm guessing he Lewis realised it's a bit creepy if a 40-year-old is going after an 18 to 19-year-old. It's a bit less creepy when she's twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's a little bit less, but a little bit. But like, I can, I can sort of see it because I think he must have been around eighteen to nineteen when he was writing the novel, sort of like the first time, maybe, mm. maybe twenty, something like that. It, 
<laughs> oh, so he's updated it with his age. Yeah, so like, I like it. He's just like he's he's not into the younguns anymore. But, mm. but it's just like, but even then, it's like the main character's forty though. Like that shouldn't come into it. <laughs> it was surely she should be aged appropriately to Jack. <laughs> mm. This might be a uh, down to my inexperience with books, basically. But is it normal to have such sort of vague descriptions of people? Because this book seems to be told in a sort of omnipotent way. Yeah. Like, you know, the first chapter, Jack is 40. It's been this many years since this battle. He's been captain for X years. But then for her, it's, oh, she's 20 to 25. Is that yeah, right? Like, it, it does seem a, the narrative voice is a bit kind of inconsistent like that. It's all like, it knows everything when it needs to. Well, when he decides it should. Then, as you oh. say, other times like this, it'll be incredibly vague. I, I like, also feel unnecessarily like, yeah. What difference does it make? <laughs> Give her a rage, right? Exactly. Like it's. I guess what it's doing is it's giving us what Jack thinks. Like, like she isn't necessarily any of the ages here. She could be like twenty-five, and she just looks really young. But Jack thinks she looks like twenty to twenty-one in your one. I think it's even worse in yours because there's not much difference between eighteen and nineteen. <laughs> it's like the worst range. <laughs> Like at least mine is like yeah she's she's like early twenties. Yours is just she's either eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, I don't I, know which one, but it's one of them. I don't those. know why he didn't just pick an age. Like like even like the the book's not really written. I mean that you can have that kind of like a uh, narrative voice where someone where it is sort of like not the in the character's mind, but it's sort of like only sort of like seeing things from their perspective. If you get me, it's sort of like. Mm-hmm third person but uh, but focused on a character like that can be done but it this does just sort of like change about you know it's like sometimes it'll talk about sort of like the plot in an all-knowing way like at the end of the chapter just like oh things are gonna get big later and then it'll be like ah jack doesn't know how old this girl is (laughs) yeah um i actually i lied there's also another difference which comes earlier which is um i think the only difference other than the age it's uh the only ones we found yeah so when it describes toner's flight suit uh it says in your version that it has a symbol of the republic on it and in my Mm -hmm. version it's a symbol of the republic's technical division so yeah he embellished on it a bit there which is deepest law yeah (laughs) it sort of changes everything yeah gonna have to rethink the whole thing now (laughs) also while we're on this this first bit in the uh, elevator, mm-hmm. which is quite important. I mentioned the word elevator because it sort of annoys me how he switches between elevator and lift. I don't know if you noticed. I hadn't actually, but yeah, yeah that's previous a good point. chapter, like <laughs> two or three paragraphs before, he's calling them lifts, and then here the elevators. It's just a small thing, but yeah, it's yeah. another case of inconsistency, really, isn't it? I mean, talking about inconsistency, probably the worst thing in this chapter is uh, the speech marks. I think it's going to happen a lot. I don't, I'm not sure if it happened in the other one, but the speech marks in my version are all over the place. There's <laughs> <laughs> there's double quotes, there's uh, single quotes, sometimes there's single quote. On this one, at the start of it, there's a closing single quote. I don't even know how he's done that. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and then the closing quote is just like the sort of straight line one yeah you know ju- I mean? just an apostrophe 
Yeah, I'm not. I don't even know how he's done that. Yeah, that's really. Odd. Did you did you say he had some double ones somewhere? I didn't see uh, any. Yeah, there is in in one of the paragraphs. It's just double for some reason. Whereabouts? I want to find this. <laughs> Um, well, for me, it's on the second page, so that for you, that's like the fifth page. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> uh, it, it's not important. Yeah, but... I'll, I'll take your word for it. There yeah. might be a difference between versions anyway. Who even knows? Mm-hmm. I'll believe you. You're a trustworthy lad. So, uh, after that amazing interaction, uh, they... Or Jack makes his way to the CEO's office of the station, mm-hmm. which I underlined uh, because CEO's office, like CEO of a station, really, <laughs> like not like Republic Fleet Commander or something. CEO. Yeah, that <laughs> that that like got that like got me thinking way too hard about sort of like the organizational structure of sort of like the universe because this. This fleet is is part of the Trade Federation. That's mm-hmm. that's what they uh, that's what they say in the first chapter. So, what's the Trade Federation's relationship to sort of like the Ilmarian Republic? I mean, I take it that it's a subservient thing, but like the Federation, the fact it's a Federation implies that it's got lots of different like er- elements in it, lots of different sort of like trade captains, you know, sort of like working together. That's what a what a sort of like federation is. Mm-hmm. So, is it like a company? <laughs> like, is this just one big company? Is is uh, and then if but if it's a federation, like is Elijah like the CEO of the whole thing? Does he own all of them? Or... See, that's interesting because I took it as he's CEO of the station. Exactly, that's what I think it means. But because his st- his office is at the top of the station. Yeah, what does I, it mean by the top of a, of a Taurus? Top of a ring? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like, like it says it has a view, but it, it said it. They went, they went into sort of like the outer ring. So where would the top of that be? I, um, yeah. Surely the best view of the planet's going to be in the hub in the center, where you can look sort of like straight down. Like they, it sort of like curves outwards from the when you're in the bottom of the that of the sort of like valley of the Taurus. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. just going to sort of like see the hub and the Taurus like going up above you. I mean, the description of the uh, CEO's office is quite uh, interesting. It's uh, you, you might be wondering why this episode is called Double Doors and Leather Chairs. Um, they are mentioned quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> I counted uh, four uh, mentions of double doors. He's very fond of the double doors. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the office is double doors. Yeah. That's what you get if you're CEO, double doors. Nice. <laughs> and also, leather chairs make a comeback from the first chapter. Yeah, they're everywhere. They need to get new chairs in space. <laughs> they're all old. They're all old and creaking. Are, have all the cows died? You know, are these like major luxury goods? Like these are the only leather chairs all I left. You know, once these are gone, they're gone forever. That's... Someone could seriously do well up there if they started a leather chair business, or just any chair, just to replace those chairs. Yeah, because they are—they are all so. It's a market that needs tapping. <laughs> um, and the uh, the CEO in question is uh, a what's his first name? Elijah Elijah Fargus. Yeah. Uh yeah, so while talking to Elijah, 
he drops off the his cargo. Well, his cargo's getting dropped off. He's getting the he's getting what's it called? His thingy signed. Ah, his uh, data it? pad. Yeah, he's getting sort of like his data pad, sort of like a, acknowledging the receipt of the stuff. And then you know, Jack's hoping to give his crew some time off, but it turns out that that Elijah has a big job for him with, and it's military. Yeah. Yeah, and. Um... And then uh, Jack returns to uh, the ship to give the bad news that they won't have any time off because mm-hmm. uh, they've got more work to do. And uh, and he, they set off on this new shipment and uh, surprisingly is joined by Tona. Um, she's been ordered to secure the transfer, I think, is why she's there. Yeah. I uh, she I think she's just there to sort of like look after the shipment, make sure it gets there sort of like safely, keep an eye on sort of like Jack and the crew to make sure they don't do anything sort of like against their contract to do with the shipment. Just even though he's apparently a man to be trusted. Yeah. I guess this is uh oh. particularly valuable cargo. Exactly well. That's the thing, like like Elijah trusts him, but you know, she's from the military. She's like she's like, you know, it's like you know, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll trust him enough that I'll sort of like let him take it. But, you know, I still want to keep an eye on him. You know, this guy could have pulled one over on old Elijah. The dude's pretty old, you know. <laughs> yep, he's uh, 98. Yep. Is what I... Yeah. He uh, he took hold of the station when he was 18. <laughs> Galactic standard cycles. I just, I can't get over why he doesn't just use years. Yeah, or just just shorten it to cycles after the first time. Let's think he keeps he keeps going cycles or galactic standard cycles. He he just hasn't picked one to go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be one then the other. Yeah, just... much like his use of uh, sort of either actual digits for numbers or numbers as words. Yeah, or spelling just, them out. Yeah, so many inconsistencies. <laughs> But I guess the chapter ends after after Tona after Tona sort of like introduces herself and her role on the ship. She leaves. There's a there's a bit of a uh, of banter on the bridge, and then Jack sits thinking about the big bonus that he's going to get when this is all over, and the chapter fades out. <laughs> yeah, and it it ends with sort of one of the best. I just like underlined it all because it's just amazing <laughs> that uh, it was more than good enough reason to do military work. But oh, how Jack would quickly change his opinion on what was a good reason. Yeah, that f- foreshadowing more of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's just uh, uh, that sentence. Yeah, it's just it's it's one for the ages. It is, you know, it's gonna it's gonna go down there with Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so going back to Elijah, um, he inherited the station when he was 18, uh, and this was after apparently the station was uh, inhabited by a plague, mm-hmm. um, and there was a mass quarantine, and everyone died, and they basically just killed everyone and shot them out into space, and that was the solution. Yep. I just like how sort of that's like four lines. Yeah, you know, it, it's just world building, you know, the genocide of a station. That's <laughs> like, yeah. It's a... Yeah, it's like he's been captain for ages. He got it when he was 18. Oh, yeah, there was a huge plague, you know, everyone died, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then it was fine. 
I wonder somehow. Where he, I wonder where he was, why he wasn't on the station as sort of like the son of the station owner at like yeah. 18. I mean, I guess he might have been sent off, you know. Ah, oh, maybe to... he had inside knowledge that it was, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's sneaky, conspiracy. sneaky Fargus. <laughs> maybe that was his plan. That that goes into one of my main sort of like topics that I want to bring up about this chapter, though. You know, how kind of messed up for the timeline of sort of like Jack sort of like knowing Fargus is, at least as far as I sort of like look at it. So we know that twelve that twelve months ago, um, an unnamed former captain dies, and Jack becomes the captain. Mm-hmm. But in this th- in this sort of like section where they're talking about it, uh, what does it say? It says that Jack had pulled his ship into a defensive position and took beating after beating. Now that to me implies that Jack's in like control; that Jack is the captain. Mm-hmm. To me, so you know, if he's in a position to make a decision about whether to sort of like potentially sacrifice the whole ship to save the station, so that means that he saved the station like less than twelve months ago. See this? Well, yeah. Does it say he saved the station, or that he saved the Republic Defense Force? I'm not exactly sure on that whole combat paragraph to be honest it was a bit jarring to me there's like they're they're having a conversation and then suddenly jack had pulled his ship into into a defensive position and took beating after beating i was like what they were just having a conversation like (laughs) i thought it was speaking in real time like suddenly jack's fighting yeah just flashes into exposition (laughs) i didn't realize it was like yeah so here's a bit of backstory whilst they're having a conversation didn't like ease me into it or anything but i like the way they they say it, if that's the case that they say it like like you know they're they're like long time friends apparently met less than 12 months ago <laughs> they've been friends <laughs> but no but then to make the timeline even more screwy their la- the la- the crew started its last job 14 months ago mm. so <laughs> so they were doing that job they went whilst past that fight happened. This station, like maybe you can fudge this. Wait, no, sorry. <laughs> Their destination is this station, and they've been on this journey to this station for fourteen months. And some some point in the last twelve months, they had a fight outside the station, which like utterly totaled their ship. <laughs> which and <laughs> they got they got it refitted by the Republic Defence Force. Yeah, so to be assumed like, that they probably docked to do the, that. I mean, it's possible that, you know, they might have been docked in sort of like some other sort of like Republic station. Like maybe this place didn't have sort of like the, uh, whatchamacallit, yeah. sort of like the facilities to do it. So they were like given a space tow to the nearest sort of like big military place to Yeah, the, the space garage. Mm. Um, so, so basically either two things happened. One... Uh, 12 months ago they went to the station and then like forgot and went somewhere else I'm like oh shit we were just there <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> or this just happened <laughs> this, this, <laughs> way there. this fight it just literally happened <laughs> no I'm I'm thinking that maybe that you know like this this is all part of one big job like because they're saying they're dropping off things for another planet nearby maybe mm-hmm. the job Un- 
with the last captain in command started at that planet. They went past here on their way to pick things up, and they spotted this happening. The unnamed captain died in the raid, so Jack became captain, and was then in a position to sort of like make the choice to keep blocking things and saving it. He then got taken away, like, but <laughs> to the, get fitted out in some other place, then carried on to his destination at the other end to pick up the stuff. And he's now back here, like, in the present with his goods that he picked up over there. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I feel like there's more to the story <laughs> if this timeline's correct, because it's very busy. <laughs> yeah, um,. One thing that I wasn't clear on is, is Elijah his boss? Because he's CEO, so this is sort of coming back to the structure of the the uh, fleet or organisation or whatever you want. If Why is, you know, Jack is very uh, sad that he can't give his crew this time off because there's a new job available. Yeah. Is he forced to take that job? It's... Yeah, like it's, it's it seems like that way. Because like, otherwise, he could be like, "Well, we're having a week off," you know. Yeah, like as far as I can tell, there are sort of like three kind of like big entities named. You know, there's like the Trade Federation. There's like the Ilmarian Republic. There's the Ilmarian Transport and Trade Fleet, as well. Yeah. So like, I must. So like, what which Jack's a part of? So what's the Ilmarian Transport and Trade Fleet part of? Is it, like, subservient to the Republic? Is it subservient to the Trade Federation? Are they a group of, sort of, like... Are they, like, a union for a group of freelance traders that work within this whole framework? Like, it's just not at all clear, like, who he, like, owes direct, sort of, like, fealty to as captain of this ship. Just, like, is it anyone? Is he just a freelancer? Is he just, sort of, like being pressured into this by Elijah's force of personality and sort of like the offer of the big money kind of thing. Yeah, or, that's true. Or does Maybe. he... <laughs> he's just all like, is this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, Jack. You know, you're going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Delivering this top-secret shipment. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's a bit like uh, sort of juvenile 101. Like, this is top-secret <laughs> military stuff. Yeah. Don't. This is secret military equipment. We're going to find out what it is soon, Louis. Don't oh, worry. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, but... For some reason, top secret is capitalised, just to point Yeah, out. just because it's important. Yeah. I just want to know what the organisation structure's like. Like, like you know, is, is sort of like the Trade Federation? Is that owned is it Owned by the by the Imperium? Are they, like, just a company? The okay, fact so that it's a federation let's, still let's, screws me up. <laughs> let's work through this. <laughs> so this. What role does the station play in this? Is the station owned by one of these factions? Like, well, the station is part of the Trade Federation. Okay. And, you know, and uh, and Elijah is definitely, like, the CEO in control of it. You know, we can be... I don't know what else Elijah's in control of, but I do definitely know that he owns this station. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have... No idea who he who's giving him orders, if anyone. Yeah, it seems like the orders are per station. So he has a shipment given to him by someone at that station, and he gives out those shipments, I guess, is how it would work. 
Yeah, you know, if, if someone has goods to deliver from this station, they go to him. Like, I wonder if there's someone, like, in control of the Trade Federation? Like, I mean, it might be Elijah. Maybe he's the CEO of all of it, and this is his favourite station to sit in. Yeah. He's probably climbed quite high <laughs> in the ladder. But, you know, like, or but is there, like, a big council, you know? Are there, like, at least 58, like, different CEOs in the Trade Federation? Like and are there are there other big trade blocks like within the Imperium kind of thing you know is there like the Trade Federation and uh, I know uh, the the Traders Bro Down or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I know like are are they in constant like trade wars wouldn't that be destabilizing to the Republic if they are like one solid trade block sh- wouldn't it break down because they're all individual CEOs they're gonna want to make more money than they are, and they can't do that by just trading the same thing all the time, which means other people in the trade block are going to get fucked over. It's like there's all this potential trade politics and we don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, well, what we do know is that <laughs> this station is the most successful deep space trade voyage station in the sector. I like how it's the most successful despite having a huge plague that killed everyone. Well, like <laughs> 80 years ago. That's a long time in trade, Louis. <laughs> Well, yeah, he must be a great CEO. Yeah, He's really, he really turned it around from literal, Literally desecrated plaguelands, ruined. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, like that. That also like brings me into questioning who owns these stations. Like, I mean, I guess because like his father died, and it immediately became his Fargus's. Yeah, that's almost like sort of royalty, almost. Yeah, you know, like his the. Uh, descendants automatically get power yeah there's like no board of directors or like oh like i know maybe it were maybe it did work out that way though like you know there was lots of people with sort of like stakes in the station but they are all on the station and died mm-hmm. so you know they all just went to like and like all of their descendants were also on the station so they died too i'm telling you this is a ploy by so there was like literally no one else there there was just like elijah with his father's stake which turned out to be all of it so he's just like yep it's mine now. Yeah, his father died, but he didn't. It's just weird. Like, <laughs> you Where was it up for he? <laughs> what was he doing and why? I'm just, I'm just going for a walk, Dad. <laughs> oh, no, everyone's dead. Oh, dear. <laughs> and now I'm in control of the most yeah. successful trade port in the galaxy. <laughs> um, yeah, something I noticed is uh, how we were talking about how they their last job was fourteen months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a strange. Um, he describes it in two ways. He so he describes it as fourteen months and fifty eight weeks, just in case he wanted to know what it was in weeks. He I think he really likes the number fifty eight because you know the station's fifty eight. Oh yeah, maybe not fifty eight weeks. Oh man, what is the symbolism behind this? Yeah, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's 98 years old. There's something about something eight. Oh my god. <laughs> and then later on he uses the the number 50, like not a thing. Just terrible. <laughs> it really gets me. Like, pick one. Just be consistent. <laughs> Please. And, uh, and while we're on the topic of the, the break that he promises crew mm-hmm. uh, I like how his when he has to go explain to his crew that you know they've taken this new job so they can't have a break 
his solution to that is now they get two months off. That's not very good management, really. Like, what's it going to be next? Like, they get another job. Now you get a year off. Yeah, like... Now you get ten years off. When are we actually going to get some time off? When you're dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'll get time off when I say... Exactly. Like, look, look, look at your big sort of like debit sheet. You're, you've got so much time off that you can't take. You've got years of it. They must be doing well though if they can suddenly go from like we're gonna have a week off. Okay, two weeks, two months. Sorry, like two. We're gonna have two months off. Well, you know, he's expecting big payout from this military That's true. job. He's expecting that bonus. That yeah, sweet, sweet bonus, which is going to be enough to refit the entire ship yet again. Which, you know, going by our provisional timeline, it got, like, refitted with the newest technology less than 12 months ago. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this this guy's just, like, he's just going to be buying stuff that's, like, so cutting edge, it's, like, not money practical at this point. And yet they still, <laughs> they did all that refitting, and they didn't change the chair. <laughs> he's like, no, the chair stays. Leave, leave the chair. <laughs> <laughs> that chair's nearly 200 years old. It has my butt groove. <laughs> One thing that got me is, like, kind of like how much of a creeper Jack is around Tone are like immediately. <laughs> are we talking about the elevator or the station? Uh, or the ship? Uh, The elevator, to begin with. So, like, just like... She, it's like she stepped out and he watched her movements as she walked in front of him. So, you know, there's this 40-year-old man staring at this 20-year-old woman's ass. you know? Like, just, I'm assuming, like, walking right behind her the whole time. Though, actually, it yeah. doesn't say that. It, it, well, it says after a minute or two, Jack ah, dragged his attention off her. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. It says, watched her movements as she walked in front of him. That doesn't necessarily mean that Jack started walking. I like to imagine that he was just standing in the in the elevator for two minutes as she walked off into the distance. People and he's were like <laughs> trying to press the button to go down. He's like, no, no. no. When eventually I was like, I was like, ah, it's too small now. Not worth my time. I'm leaving yeah. now. That that whole bit confused me because <laughs> later on he he goes and sits waiting in the secretary's room before he goes in to, through the double doors mm-hmm. into the offices of the CEO. He sits there in the uh, waiting room, I guess, mm-hmm. for an arm. And uh, Tona leaves while he's waiting there, so I guess he was waiting for her. Yeah. So I, I, there's there's just something not right about the yeah, timeline that, there. Like, that's Yeah, that it doesn't... Like so, because they're clearly going to exactly the same place. Yeah, wouldn't he, why did, wouldn't they both walk there together? Like e- why, exactly, when even... he drags his attention off her, and it, it says he dragged his attention off her and made his way to the office. Exactly. So is that a, is that saying that she didn't? But like, yet somehow she got there before him. Yeah, exactly, like because he's going because she clearly got there f- first because he was following her. Uh, so he shouldn't have had to have dragged his attention off her until she walks into Elijah's office. Yeah, and he knows that she he saw her go in, because it says the girl who had ridden the elevator with him uh, was cleared straight in without even placing her card. Yeah, she just walked in. So, like, the the, obs- the time to make that observation was while he was following her, and that happened. Like, what happened that he managed to lose her? <laughs> when, <laughs> when he, you know, then he made his own way there, but he turned up there in time to see her walking straight in. 
Yeah, that that just like got me. It was just really confusing. It, it's not helped by the bad grammar. Uh, it says, um, so Jack held his hand out for her to leave, as she stepped out and watched her movements as she walked in front of him. Like it sounds like she's watching her own movements. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. And uh, yeah, and um, their interaction on the ship towards the end is also a bit odd. Yeah, it is so the first bit. thing I notice is that there's it's like how I assume this is in the future. It's never said, you know. It, there's like I think Star Wars was like a long time ago in a just galaxy far away, so it's never quite clear if it's in the past and the future. But whatever, yeah. there's definitely <laughs> spaceships. Yeah, they've got that we that we can bank. We know that. <laughs> yeah, they've got technology, but like. She still knocks on the bridge door. I don't know why that got me, but like that's so. Is there not a better better system? Yeah, it's like you would have thought, you know, with this level of technology, like you know, it's not, it'd be it's not soundproof. Bed- yeah, it's not a bedroom <laughs> door that you can just be like, yeah, it should... like knock, don't come in. Exactly. Like... You, you would have thought there'd be like some sort of like buzzer or something to like yeah. indicate they're outside. You wouldn't. Have, you would have thought. And, like, you know, this is the bridge, like, one of the most important rooms on the ship. You would have thought that once the bridge doors are shut, you know, they stay shut. You would have thought these would be things too substantial just to be knocked on unheard through. I mean, I don't know much about spaceships and the (laughs) interiors of them, but I would imagine that the the bridge is only accessible from inside the ship. Like, there's no door from outside, usually, right? Yeah. Because if I understand correctly, the bridge is like the captain's quarters. Oh. Not not his quarters, it's the control it's, deck. Yeah, it's like the command centre yeah. of the ship. Which is usually at the front. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know accessible from somewhere else on the ship. Mm-hmm. So she had to walk through the ship and then just like knock on his door. It's just, it was a bit strange. And also he's a terrible, he's terrible at like security. Just like <laughs> enter before turning around to see who it is. Like, yeah, and then, and then what gets me is like, as she walked up and held her hand out for him to shake, he stood up slowly and straightened his uniform as etiquette required. Surely, like, isn't etiquette to sort of like be put together to begin with, rather than sort of like making this person stand there with their hand out while you're straightening your uniform and sort of like rubbing it down? See, I, I, yeah, I think you read that wrong actually, because in my maybe the punctuation is different. For me, there's a semicolon off the uniform, mm-hmm. and then it says, as etiquette required, Jack took her hand and shook it softly. Oh. I think he's saying that... <laughs> it's etiquette <laughs> to softly shake pe- people's hands. <laughs> so he, he just had to point out that the etiquette is the same in this universe as it is here. <laughs> <laughs> you greet people by shaking hands. No, but that's thing. Like, apparently the etiquette is shaking it softly. You know, li- apparently limp handshakes are the de rigueur of the future. Yeah. You know, there, there was like an emperor with like a really limp handshake and he made it law that everyone has to shake hands like that now. So people with firm handshakes would stop taking the piss out of him. When she leaves, she salutes him. So I'm not really sure what the etiquette is. <laughs> yeah, like... it's, it's quite odd. But yeah, wait, it says straighten his uniform. Isn't he still dressed as like a random crewman? When did he? When did he change out? <laughs> That's really gonna offer. <laughs> what? what uh-huh, why is this? You thought I was lowly. <laughs> exactly. Why? Why isn't she shocked that? 
Well, I guess you would have known. Elijah would have been like, you're on going on Captain Jack Hunter's ship. And, you know, her freak out would have been in the office. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have seen that. Yeah. But I'm, I bet she was proper spooked. <laughs> and <laughs> this, this is probably the best quote of the whole chapter. Uh, when um, Jack is asking her about, you know, why she's here. Is it about the cargo? And it says that he went straight to business as usual. Business always took the way for recreation. <laughs> the worst <laughs> sentence ever. Yeah. Business always took the way for recreation. Isn't that isn't that a motto to live by, Louis? Yeah. I have... I'm going to have that printed on a mug. <laughs> a mug? I'm going to have yeah, it well... tattooed on me. <laughs> You'll never forget gonna... that business always took the way for recreation. Jack doesn't mess around. Yeah, I like how there's sort of like another, uh, another sort of like Jack Zinger where, uh, where uh, Toner's reading the full sort of like orders for the shipment to him. Just like uh, this was all mentioned in the data pad that you signed off on. She told him as if she assumed he did not read it, which was exactly what he had done. You know, like Jack, See, you can trust. He does his job. He did read it. That sentence is so badly structured that without that emphasis on had done, like you just said, it could. I read it as he actually didn't read it. What? So she told him as if she assumed he oh, didn't yeah. read it, which was exactly what he had done. As if, as in, like he had he had exactly not read it. Oh my god, you're right. It it literally could go either way. I just assumed that was the point that he was trying to make. This is like a choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> exactly. How, how How is Captain Jack running his spaceship? Did, did, Jack read, yeah. did Jack read the notes? Text one, if yes. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, like, I like your way better. He's like, actually, I did read it. <laughs> exactly. He's sitting there all smug, you know, like when people think he's not a captain, even though he's not wearing captain's clothes. It's just they're like, oh, I'm so much better than these people. I did read it. I am a captain. They think I'm a crewman that doesn't read orders. But I'm a captain who does. And then uh, Tona leaves with a salute. Um, And then the rest of the crew, they're quite taken by Tona. Yeah, oh, they're they're big fans. Yeah, They... they... They, uh, wow, did you see that broad? God, look at that ass. To which Jack just laughed and told them to get back to work. Yeah, because as we know, business always takes the way for recreation. (laughs) Exactly. Come on, crew. I know that you're not getting your week off, but, you know, we're back on the job immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like... That ass is recreation. Now, like... I don't know who's being sexist here. Am I being sexist in assuming that this means that, like, there are only men on the bridge? Or are there, like, a load of women there, too, that are just like, damn, the ass on that girl? Yeah, triggered, what? Exactly, like, I I, I don't know what to believe. Like, I am I think they're all objectifying her. I'm not sure if the fact that some of them objectifying her might be women makes it okay or not. I think this I... goes beyond the scope of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you'll find that in our other podcast, uh, exploring the uh, sexual identities of book uh, characters. Bit of a mouthful. Working title. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I like how, like 
what, what does this say of Jack as a captain that, you know, he just like allows this, you know, a very important sort of like, like military, military observer gets let on his ship and he lets his, uh, and he lets sort of like the bridge, who I'm assuming are like all the, all the most important people on the ship, pretty much, you know, these are the people sort of like at the command stations of various things, you know, hey. and he's just okay with all of them basically belittling her and objectifying her just like immediately. He's just like, oh, you guys and girls, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> They can objectify it too. <laughs> I'm guessing the point of this paragraph was to to show that Jack is not uh, a scumbag <laughs> like the rest of his crew. But, but but he finds it funny. He likes it. He's like, oh, you guys, come on, yeah. get back to work. There's a lot of laughing in this chapter. In yeah. this chapter. Everyone <laughs> seems to chuckle at every sentence. Exactly. Everything, no matter what the tone, is chuckle-worthy. I think the weirdest one was... Uh, when Fargus was telling Jack to be careful, to like make, he says, "Make sure you're safe out there, Jack." Fargus chuckled and shook hands with each other. <laughs> I just like Did the image of him softly? being like, <laughs> I just like the image of him being like, "Make sure you're safe out there, Jack." <laughs> Chuckling away. <laughs> See, but... I'm telling you, this Fargus guy's evil. He's that's like a, like, you know, be safe. Yeah, wink, wink. Be safe out there, Jack. But like, yeah, like what I say, is you're like. Yeah, but that's like quite a sort of like dark thing. Like, for it's like you got fifty days. If you fail, you're going to be rogue, and they're going to take you out if anyone spots you after that point. Make sure you're safe, Jack. You crazy bastard! Shaking his hand, sending him off. <laughs> it's like what? The tone of that. Do you want to say? Can you just repeat that? <laughs> that part about me uh, being rogue. You know, it's like you know, if you know, if like one of my engines blows and I get sort of like stranded for like you know a couple of weeks, suddenly everyone in the military is going to be like taking me out on sight. <laughs> I'm going to be like rogue in the eyes of the Imperium. You know, apparently, <laughs> this is funny for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your your color. You've so like, I never saw Elijah this way before, but you're making me think there's more to him than meets the eye. <laughs> I hope we get to see uh, more of him. Oh, you will. <laughs> um, and that's that's pretty much it for that chapter. And uh, I mean, it ends with as I think we mentioned the the bonus that uh, that this cargo comes with, which Jack is quite excited by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, going to blow that on, updating his already cutting edge gear. Yeah, I mean. There was uh, something worth mentioning is that two paragraphs end in a comma, which is something I've never. S- I mean, as you know, I've I've not read many books, but that, that that's, that's a first. That's that is not normal. No, that is, that is, you know, I generally try and play devil's advocate, but I can't think of many ways that could be okay. Possibly any ways that could be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's it for me. I think we've covered this chapter. Like, not much happens in it, really. We've like, like, how many pages is it in your book, which is normal uh, sized? It is four pages. Exactly. I I think we've done admirable, like, so much more than than any than pretty much any book warrants over four pages <laughs> worth of <laughs> worth of discussion. I we think. basically met one character, and that's it. Well, we 
we met Elijah and Tona. That's true. I mean, we, we met, met Tona in the last chapter, but uh, yeah, we we didn't now we, we know didn't get to know her, her yeah. though. Yeah, because now we know the color of her hair. Exactly. Before we knew there was a girl in the elevator. Yeah, and I say now we know she has hair of some length. We can't tell from the description. <laughs> She's either eighteen or nineteen or twenty to twenty-five. You take your pick. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, nice ass apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I mean, Jack was staring at it for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then didn't like that his crew were. <laughs> I say, I don't know why. Like, Jack's Jack's just one of the lads. He he was he was like joining in with their banter. Like, you guys objectifying yeah, these work. important people. <laughs> you know. You know, it's like she's she's not sort of like by her mere existence of sort of like the job, like one of like the next most important person on the ship other than me now. You talk yeah. about her ass. <laughs> she's not literally going to be here for the whole entire journey. <laughs> yeah. And is, you know, like in charge of giving us the bonus that is apparently going to be like super massive if we do the job well, you know, just talk shit about her. <laughs> it's like, I know, like. I feel like that this uh, that th- section might have come off better if he was sort of like I don't know down with some loading crew or something like he walked past some of them and they were sort of like saying this and he was just like you guys get back to work but somehow the fact that this is sort of like the command center the bridge and this is what they immediately do just makes it seem so much worse to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Like the the latter one could still show that you know Jack's like a salt of the earth kind of guy. That's like you know he he doesn't begrudge sort of like his workers you know a bit of levity and a bit of banter. Like you know I, I think that it you know they it could still be painted as bad, but it would be understandable. But the fact that these are sort of like his direct subordinates at the top of the ship, and they're all just like for the arse on that. <laughs> it's just like what what kind of a ship is this guy running? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, unless you have anything, I think that closes us up for this week, Louis. Yeah, I think that's it. So, next week, we're going to be reading Chapter 3, Voyage in the Turbulent Void. We've been your two absolute bookends, and we'll be seeing you next time. Goodbye.